Welcome to BFR Radio, a podcast dedicated to all things BFR. This podcast is proudly sponsored by sportsrehab.com.au, where if you want to buy your own BFR cuffs or you want more information about the type of training or you just want more information, this is your one place to go. And I'm your host, Chris Gavilio. Hi there and welcome to this month's episode. It's actually been a couple of months since my last episode, so I've actually skipped a month. And look, it's actually been a busy couple of months and I know we all get busy and I really try to get as much content out there. There's been a few new posts and a few more concepts on my Instagram, so if you haven't seen that, make sure you check that out at Chris Cavillio. But at present, I'm actually in the Maroons Rugby League camp for the State of Origin series. Now, if you don't know what this is, every year... Two states in Australia, Queensland and New South Wales, play in a three-series rugby league competition. Aside from the grand final, this is probably one of the most hotly contested and watched sporting competitions in Australia. And so I would actually probably say they think it's more important than the grand final. However, I'm one of the strength coaches in the Maroons Queensland team, and I do this yearly. I've been doing it for the last five years. So I'm actually in camp. We're in a little bubble for three and a half weeks. We're one game up. Consequently, I've been busy prepping everything to get ready for this camp. And also with respect to the Sports Rehab Tourniquet, I've also upgraded the valves. And this has actually taken a little bit of time for myself to do this. And I'm not sure if people realize, but I'm actually a one-man band. I source the product. I put the product together. Everything that you see, I do myself from the videos through to these podcasts. So I take a little bit longer than I guess most other companies or businesses would. And I really try and give you a good quality product. And for those who have actually experienced the valves, I hope you really enjoy it. And I feel that these really finish my BFR cuffs off and the feedback that I've got so far is really excellent. Therefore, I've been working on new instruction videos and so forth, and I've got some more concepts in the pod as well. So I'll allude to that in a second. Now, if you have the old cuffs and want to upgrade, please let me know and I'll show you how you can upgrade your valves and I'm, I'm sure you'll really enjoy it. Before I get into the episode article review, a quick update on some other little things that I've been working on. And in particular, as I said earlier, is just lots of videos. And if you're looking for examples of what you can do with BFR, I regularly post short videos on Instagram at Chris Cavillio and also my YouTube channel, which is Sports Rehab Oz. That's Sports Rehab, A-U-S, one word. So make sure you check them out. If you like them, please give them a like and a share. And also, if there's something that you want to see, please let me know, as I'm always really wanting to educate people on how to use BFR really well. I'm also about to head into the online programming space. I've been doing a little bit more than normal over the COVID period, and I'm actually really enjoying it. So aside from specializing in BFR, I also program strength and conditioning programs that span across injury rehab, general pop, and also through to elite athletes. And I've worked across elite athlete space for over 20 years now. So if you're interested in taking your training to the next level and be coached by me, please contact me and we'll get it started. After my last interview with Tony Lewis on BFR and ballet, I was actually trying to get another strength coach, Matt Ham, who's also a fellow Air North Queensland boy. That's going to have to wait for the following month and I'm really keen to get some episodes out. So instead, I'm going to review an article Now, after I reviewed this article, I thought a better thought was actually to produce a small series of BFR papers that builds on the previous to not only highlight the many uses of BFR, 
but more so how they, I can guess, connect across the many phases of, in this case, an injury and return from the injury process. So as I started the series, I thought I'd start generally and look at the role of BFR and knee surgery. I've been a strong advocate for BFR and the pre-acute post and ongoing phases around operations. And then is perhaps the best example of how good BFR can be for it. If those people have been following me on Instagram or on my YouTube, about a year ago I had knee surgery and displayed how you can effectively use BFR for improved functional recovery. If you're interested in seeing what I did, check out my YouTube channel where I vlogged every day and the progression. And what I actually did is I took a typical, quite standard knee arthroscopy rehab program that the physio would give you, and I really gave it the next level, incorporating as many concepts as I could with BFR, but also using other mechanisms as well. On to today's episode. As the starter to this little series, it's called Blood Flow Restriction Training After Knee Arthroscopy, a randomized controlled pilot study by David Tennant, and it appeared in the Clinical Journal of Sports Medicine. As a little bit of a preamble, in the US, over 950,000 knee arthroscopy procedures are performed yearly. As we'd all realized, the goal of many of these surgeries is to return to sport, a high level of function, or improve the overall quality of life. Although the surgical procedure is often able to remove the limiting intra-articular pathology, adequate quadriceps rehab is essential to return to full function and activity. Complete recovery is frequently limited for several years post-operatively in a lot of people, and I definitely know that there are some people out there that I've spoken to that said, I just didn't do my rehab properly after the operation. Therefore, this is a really crucial part of not only post-surgery, but it's almost the package. If you're going to get the surgery, you need to do the work afterwards. The Rehab Clinical Practice Guidelines recommends the use of progressive strength and range of motion to safely regain the pre-injury level of strength, motion, and function. If we didn't have BFR, we'd have to be looking at a minimum of 60% of 1RM for the person to actually increase any sort of muscular strength on hypertrophy. And obviously, this is where BFR has its advantages using low loads of 20 to 30% of a patient's 1RM. If we get straight into the study, the design was a randomized controlled trial comparing physical therapy augmented with BFR to comparable work match non-BFR interventions after non-reconstructive knee arthroscopy. All patients were between 18 and 65 years of age. After being cleared by their operating surgeon at their two-week post-operative visit, each patient underwent 12 sessions of supervised physical therapy as per their respective protocols. Before beginning therapy and at the end of the 12 sessions, double leg lower extremity ultrasounds were obtained to evaluate the presence of DVT or the non-presence. And furthermore, all patients underwent strength testing, physical function outcome testing, and patient-reported outcome surveys at the beginning at the end of the study period. If we look at what the subjects actually did, the BFR group performed three additional exercises under partial vascular occlusion, and this was leg press, leg extension, and reverse leg press. The BFR group performed the occlusion-specific exercise at an estimated 1RM of 30%, and they performed the typical 75-rep protocol, so that's the first set at 30 reps, and then three sets of 15 thereafter during each strengthening exercise. The rest periods were 30 seconds, and also one minute rest period was used between each individual exercise. And the tourniquet was actually inflated for a maximum period of five minutes. And once again, 
I really say this a lot in these type of papers, which is what I love, is that these type of programs are simple and they're quick. And also using low loads, they're really easy to get into. With respect to the BFR protocol, limb occlusion pressure was identified using Doppler ultrasound. And then at that point here, the tourniquet was set at 80% of limb occlusion pressure. And the BFR system they used was the Delphi medical system, which actually keeps the same pressure during the whole session. Looking at the measures that they took, the first one was a simple thigh girth, which was taken at six centimeters and 16 centimeters proximal to the superior patella pole using a standard tape measure. This is a really nice, easy way to see if your clients are actually improving. With respect to some more practical physical performance outcome measures, there was a few here. The first one was a self-selected walking velocity, a sit to stand five times, a four square step test and timed stair ascent. And these were performed at the beginning at the end of the study period. With respect to these different tests, the self-selected walking velocity test is performed by instructing the patient to walk 20 meters at a comfortable pace. And the time required to transverse the middle 10 meters is recorded. The sit to stand five times is performed by instructing the patient to stand up and sit down as quickly as possible five times while maintaining his or her arms crossed over their chest the entire time. And the time required to perform this motion five times is the one that's recorded. The four square step test is performed by instructing the patient to step sequentially over four one inch diameter cones that are placed flat on the floor in the shape of cross. And in this here, the subjects begin in the left rear square and are required to step over each pole as fast as possible, forward, sidestep right, back, and sidestep left as quickly as possible. In this here, the total time required to perform this is recorded. And finally, the timed stair ascent is performed by instructing the patient to ascend 12 steps as quickly and as safely as possible without relying on a handrail, touching each step with at least one foot. The time is recorded from the moment the subject touches the first step to the time the patient places both feet on the top step. All measures were recorded four times and the results averaged. There was two patient reported outcome measures. The first one is the knee osteoarthritis outcome score or the COOS. And it's a knee specific self-administered questionnaire that assesses both the long-term and short-term consequences of knee injury and osteoarthritis. It consists of 42 questions across five domains of pain symptoms, activities of daily living, quality of life, and sport function. And the second outcome measure was the Veterans RAND 12 Item Health Survey, the VR12. It's a general health questionnaire used to measure quality of life and disease burden. With respect to the strength testing protocol, knee flexion extension strength was tested on a Bidex dynamometer. A total of five repetitions were performed at 60 degrees of knee flexion with the 30 second rest period in between each repetition. Peak torque was calculated as a measure of maximum strength attained throughout the range of motion. Also, duplex ultrasonography was also performed at approximately two weeks post-operatively before the initiation of physical therapy and at the end of the study period. Ripping through the results really quickly before we go into the discussion, just to get your feel of what's happening here with respect to thigh girth, it significantly improved in the BFR group at both 6 centimeters and 16 centimeters proximal to patella pole. Corresponding significant changes were not seen in the controls as we would probably think would happen. With respect to the patient reported outcome measures, the two of them there, the first one was the knee osteoarthritis outcome score, or the COOS. In this here, although the pain symptoms and sports subscales showed significant improvements for the control group, 
the BFR group showed significant improvements for all subscales, and the VR12 physical component score showed significant improvements in both the BFR and control groups, and the groups were not significantly different at the end of the study. If we look at the physical performance outcome measures, so the more practical measures that we would see in daily life, if we firstly just look at the control group, the self-selected walking velocity, the sit to stand five times, and the four square step test improved in the control group. However, within the BFR group, all physical functional outcome measures significantly improved and displayed greater general improvements compared to the control group. All four physical functional outcome measures improved in the BFR group, and they displayed generally greater improvements when compared to the control group, which didn't do the BFR. Looking at the strength measures, they mentioned that there was a single significant outlier in both groups. And when they removed both of these outliers, one from each group, the variability seen in the quadriceps strengths decreased. And after this removal, significant greater quad strength changes was observed in the BFR group compared with the controls. And lastly, all DVT ultrasound studies were negative at the initiation and the conclusion of the study period, and no patient reported adverse events were seen throughout the study. So in other words, there was no negative side effects using BFR after surgery. Delving a little bit deeper into the results as per the discussion, in this study, only the subjects assigned to the BFR group showed significant differences in the quadriceps girth at both 6 and 16 centimetres. Now, although the mechanisms weren't looked at in this study here, the authors proposed that increased protein synthesis and satellite cell activation may play a role. If we look at other studies, BFR training has demonstrated increased activation of mTOR signaling pathways and increased muscle protein synthesis compared with work match controls. It's also been demonstrated that even 24 hours after training, the BFR group had a 69.4% increase in muscle protein synthesis compared with baseline. A really good argument just to use BFR no matter what situation you're in. The overall functional outcomes of both groups improved to levels approximating the median ranges of normal. The time stair ascent of the BFR group displayed the greatest change over the study period with over four seconds of improvement. This change may be most relevant regarding the overall quadriceps improvement as ascending stairs is more functionally demanding and requires significantly more quadriceps strength than walking. With respect to the knee osteoarthritis outcome score, they were significantly improved in both groups across several subscales, which is expected in post-operative patients progressing through physical therapy. Furthermore, although not significant, the BFR group displayed between a 1.5 to 2 times greater improvement in all subscales. This greater change is similar to the improvement seen in overall quadriceps strength and functional outcome scores. The VR12 health survey displayed improvements in both groups as well. These improvements follow the changes seen in quadriceps strengths, the CUS score and physical outcome measures. If you refer to the paper, they actually go into the different measures here and in particular, they break it into a physical component score and a mental component score. And in this study, the mental component score only showed significant improvements in the BFR group, whereas a decrease was seen in the control group. And I think here another really great outcome was that no patients in this study displayed any major complications, bruising, DVT, or failures of BFR treatment, secondary to just normal discomfort. The study did evaluate for the presence of DVT using the ultrasonography, both before and after BFR training. I think that's a really good result here for those people who are perhaps a little bit fearful of using BFR training post-operatively. 
I hope you enjoyed that article review. For me, it highlights the simplicity and effectiveness of adding BFR into the acute rehab stage. And also it shows that in a short amount of sessions, in this case only 12, that significant changes can be seen compared to if you just don't use BFR. For me personally, I see that this should be a training tool that is given to most people prior to their surgery. And with appropriate supervision and training of how to use BFR, it can be utilized across the spectrum of the rehabilitation phase. So it's just not used for after your surgery, but it can be used pre, just before, and afterwards, and, and ongoing as well, depending on what level of knee surgery you may have. And that's actually what I'm going to build upon in these little series of following articles. And also for those people who can't access a gym, it also provides that invaluable rehab tool that can be used in the home environment. And also, I guess as we're all thinking here, is with the COVID pandemic and the closures or limited access to gyms, it gives more reasons to incorporate BFR. And the addition of bands or light weights or just even filling the milk cartons that you have or putting a backpack on, you can add some really light loads that are equivalent to that 20 to 30%. And this is where we'll leave it for this episode of BFR Radio. The next episode, I'm going to build upon this article and it's actually going to take a few articles to get through this because in my opinion, there's actually quite a few different uses for BFR and I'm, I'm really excited to share that with you and highlight it through some select articles. Next month, I'm going to be talking about how we can use BFR and to help control pain. And this is going to be a really good highlight for those people who have ongoing pain issues and how you can incorporate that into your own use of BFR. On a side note, if you are heading for a knee operation and want guidance in the rehab strength program, please contact me and I can actually get you started. And also, if you're looking to buy your own set of BFR cuffs, they can be purchased on my website, which is sportsrehab.com.au. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next month.